See the quality dips, doesn't it? As soon as you mm. press record. Yeah. Bell ends. And on that note, welcome to this June edition of Everybody's Got One People. Uh, joining me tonight is Nick. Hello! And no one else. No one else could be fucking bothered. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, doesn't it? It's the phrase Lazy of the day. bastards. <laughs> or some people might double put themselves to podcasts and forget about it and realise they're the problem. Good point, well made. <laughs> um, I can't possibly comment on that. But if you go and download that, what was that? Download. Download. Biff, biff Boff Biff or whatever it's called, you'll see that I'm not honest. Yeah, but you are on this. But I am on this. So what are you drinking, Nick? Oh, that's a good question. Hang on. Cherry Pepsi Max from the bottle, because I'm a no. Oh, oh. No, hang on. See, I was going to have a whiskey tonight. Oh. But I haven't. Fin on a towel. Hang on. Oh, God, this is like war and peace. I've got a Bud Light. Oh, dilly dilly. We're raising a glass to Adam and uh, Bud Light. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Uh, I'm drinking decaffeinated black coffee. Hmm, the um, the pregnant lady's choice. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be a pregnant lady. Big milky boobs, ooh, and a veiny belly. Well, speaking of um, big veiny boobs and the belly, or whatever you just said, big milky boobs and a veiny belly. Um, this month we are talking about, and well, I'm, I'm taking the thunder away from you because this was your idea. But top five movie sequels. This is a fantastic idea, if I might say so myself. I'll be honest with you. And you just have. Yeah, because the movie sequel is quite often uh, a forgotten thing and quite often the dog shit. They are absolute dog shit. You know, there's some of them sequels out there that just should never have been made. Uh, I mean, you're, you're correct in one instance, but at the same time, I think that's a bit harsh because... Grease too. Yeah, well, you start with one awful one. But, you know, I think... I don't know. The, the, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that there's been just as many good sequels as there has been bad. Probably. And we're all individuals and we've all got different tastes. So that, you know, hopefully there'll be minimal crossover. But, you know, and not everybody's going to pick the top five films, are they? And... You'll see, I mean, we've got the other lads' submissions. You'll see that some of them wear ladies' knickers with some of their choices. Oh, I've, not, I've not seen these yet, so this will be interesting. Well, they're a bit ladies' knickers Have you got any other news, Nick? Do you want to talk about anything else just coming into your head? Any news? We, uh, well, just anything in general. Just anything for the listener to suck on. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. So when we recorded uh, on my bench, your other podcast, oh, uh, yeah. Saturday Night Bastards. Saturday Night Bastards. Yeah. That, that was, I've listened to that back and that was a very honest um, podcast episode. Well, you'll remember on that episode, I talked about the saga of my Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 3D Blu-ray. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, I got my confirmation the other week from New Zealand to say that my Blu-ray is dispatched. All good. And I thought it would take a few weeks to arrive, so I'm not expecting anything. I get a letter in the post today from Parcel Force. You've got Please. to pay tax. They, I, had to play, I had to pay import VAT yeah. and uh, their handling fee. Now, the Blu-ray itself cost £12.50, right? Okay. Delivery charge was seven New Zealand dollars. Cheap. So Cheap uh, as chips. Yeah, so it, it, all, in, all in, £16. And where right? did he give it you for free, didn't he? No, no, no. No, that was Amazon let me keep the oh, dodgy you went all, for free. you went all there to Unlimited then. Carry on. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, Amazon let me keep their one, but I ordered one from a different company in New Zealand. So, um, how much? So, the, the the entire thing from New Zealand cost me sixteen quid. Yeah. Right. Delivered. How much do you think Parcel Force wanted me to pay today to actually receive it? Twenty four pounds. Eighteen pounds. Gobshite. Right. So get so so I'm looking at this right, and it says that the VAT was six pounds something, and their handling fee which is their, I've done fuck all fee, uh, was 12 quid, right? So I phone up Parcelfuls, and I go, because I start thinking, six quid, like surely VAT is like 20%. So where's that come from? So um, I phoned them up, and they went, oh, uh, we can't see you or anything, you need to phone HMRC. Call this number, right? Brilliant. So I was like, okay, phone up HMRC. Oh no, we can't see that. You have to speak to Parcel Force. I went, what do you mean? I said, like, you're the one that's giving me the what charge. What do you mean? <laughs> and they were like, now you've got to speak to HMRC. So I went, um, to Parcel Force. They've got the parcel. They can tell you because basically we work it out on whatever the customs declaration is. And I was like, because the customs declaration shouldn't really, like, the way I was working it out shouldn't really have come on over the limit. So I couldn't work out what was going on. So. I phoned Parcelfuls back up, speak to their head office, and was like, right, I'm getting passed around pillar to post. Can you just, I can't get hold of the depot. Can you get them to contact me? So they went, yeah. So they phoned me. I missed the call. I phoned them back. So I said, right, can you explain this charge? I said, because I don't understand it. And frankly, the cost of me getting it is costing me more, like from you, is costing me more than what I paid for it in the first place. So can you tell what's going on? So I went, okay, well, we found your parcel. I went, great. They said, but unfortunately, between customs and it getting to us, the declarations come off your parcel. It's amazing. I went, right. She went, so I can't tell you what the declaration said. I went, so you're expecting me to pay you 18 quid. So just making it up at this point. Yeah, because where's the evidence of it? Dave lost it. And I said, oh, well, we, we, can't, we can't tell you like because we don't have it. I went, well, someone's got to tell me. He said, HMRC say you've got to tell me because you've got it. They can't tell me how they worked it out. 
you've got the parcel and you can't work it out because declaration's on there. What would you do in my situation? Oh, well, if I want the parcel, I'd have to pay the charge. I mean, yeah, but no one's going to pay for something. They don't know what they're paying for. I they said, don't like, know what's in the parcel. Hey. Well, yeah, at this point, they don't because the declaration's not on there. Exactly. So I said so to her, how have you worked know what to charge you? Yeah. I said, how have you worked it out? Well, HMRC did. Well, they're blaming you. I said, so someone's lying. Someone's made up this cost. I said, look, I said, I've got, I've got the order in front of me. I've got the confirmation, how much it cost me, how much the delivery was, how much it should have cost. I said, so therefore, I know it's under the limit. So why have you charged me this much? Well, you know, I can't see because we've got the declaration. If you contact a customer, uh, the company, they should be able to tell you what they put on there. I went, I'm not contacting them. I said, you've lost it. So, they, oh, no. so this went back and forth for like ten minutes, and I went. So, so you're not gonna, you're not just not gonna give it to me. You've messed this up, and you're just expecting me to give you the money. And she went, oh well, you can go and get a refund. You can fill out this form and get a refund if we've overcharged you. And I said, well, I've just been told by your colleague that I can fill out a form and get a refund, but only for the tax. She went, yeah, that's right. I said, so if you've messed up, I'll get the tax back of like six quid. But I can't get the refund for the twelve quid handling fee. No, you can't. I said, how much do you pay your admin fee, people? I said, because I'm more money than me. Twelve quid yeah. a pop. So um, it just went back and forth, and she she started getting a bit irate at that point because she knew it was going nowhere. And she went, look, you've got two options: you either pay for it or we send it back to New Zealand. I went, send it back to New Zealand then. <laughs> so I paid for it. So I've emailed the company and said, like, really sorry, but you're going to get that parcel back because, according to them, you stuck too much money on it. If, and the thing is, I, I can't believe a company would do that because you're, you've got to declare what has been paid for, haven't you? Amazon should have just... What Amazon should be doing when they do it, posting from another country is well, just is, saying it's a personal gift for you. This wasn't, this wasn't Amazon. This, this was a company in New Zealand. But, they, but companies can't do that. Legally, they can't do that. Now, what I should have done, in hindsight, is just gone to my mate Lewis... Lewis, can you take a delivery of a DVD for me and send it on as a gift? Because <laughs> I really didn't think this was going to happen today. So uh, yeah, but wouldn't he get like a handling fee? No, because he's in Australia, isn't he? Yeah, but they're still going from New Zealand to Australia. Nah, he could, we could, he could buy it in Australia for me for like an, another quid. So I just get him to buy it from the local shop. I really did not think this was going to be a problem. So I've, I've emailed Parcel Force and just said like, "You're a joke." Um, you're trying to get me to pay for something, but you've lost a declaration and you're expecting me to just suck it up like a buttercup. No, no, no. Should so, we put Parcel Force in this in the title for this episode? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if Parcel Force is a load of shit is going to really get us any more downloads, but why not? I tell you what, though, you might get us a whole new uh, demographic of listener. Uh, I hope you find I, I'm really offended by your over... Um... Uh, your over um, aggressive approach when talking about parcel force. I have collected all the van registration numbers for parcel force dating back to 1982. And what I can say to you, sir, is that parcel force are a highly professional organization. Highly profitable, more like fucking 12 quid a pop just for taking ownership of something for a couple of days. They can fuck rice off. Simon, if you listen to this, I do apologise. Like, I mean, the postal industry is a is a wonderful thing, but parcel force can suck what, my left nut. What I will say, and I'm going to slag off um, 
the, the post office, Simon, the, the shit. I get a parcel off Amazon. <laughs> I get a parcel off Amazon. And they've got the common sense to know that the legwork involved, for everybody involved, is just a waste of everyone's time. So if I'm not in, they give it to Marlene next door. The Royal Mail, the post office, take it back to depot and inconvenience everybody. And I know why they're doing it, because it's unionised and they're protecting jobs. I get it. But there's me going all Tory. I'm a big Labour man. But do you know what I mean? I do. And, I mean, personally, I think Royal Mail should start doing what Amazon and people like do, which is start offering lockers. Lockers. Makes so much more sense. Or give it to someone next door. Well, you could, uh, there was a company, I think, on Dragon's Den that sold these boxes that you could have outside your house that were just for parcels. Couldn't you just nick the box? Well, no, because like, it'd be drilled into the ground or whatever. Fucking it was all secure and stuff. Like, yeah, it is, but like, the thing is, if you're somebody... Look, like, for example, like my neighbours, we don't... Unlike Scouse, you know, because we live in Essex, because we live like, near London, we don't talk to our neighbours very much. Yeah, but They're you fine. know them. Yeah. What's their names? Now, Give them a shout-out. Oh, fuck. Tony and something. Tony. Oi, Tony. Oh, that, shit. That, well, they that don't listen to us. Yeah, the one with the, uh, the hair. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he often, he often has a moustache that reminds you of uh, somebody. Yeah, Jimmy Savile. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, he wants his parcel. Danny, go and get his parcel out of the, uh, the locker, will ya? Right, this is the right, this is the thing, right? Well, two things. First of all, I don't think Savile ever had a moustache, right? Secondly, the reason why I'm shouting them out is because they use my house like a fucking Amazon locker. Like they order shit all week long. We must take in at least two deliveries a week. And that's the minimum, right? They will order shit, know they're not gonna be in, know that I'm in, and I'll just take it in like a mug. Right, or they know someone's going to be. I don't think they know I work from home, but they know someone will be in because of like nursery and kids and all that kind of stuff. Just start we've, opening it. We've we've had car seats, push chairs, boots, boots, dresses, um, like fishing equipment. Like they just <laughs> don't give a shit. They all just and the thing is, right, this is why I know they don't give a shit because they are all out of work all day, or they're not. They're all out all day, right? I don't know what... It's Tina, that's it, yeah. Tina? Tina, right? So, I don't know what she does. I don't know if she works or not. She's out of the house most of the day. Daughter pops around. She she also orders stuff to that house, even though she doesn't live there, because she knows some mug will pick it up. And uh, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I think in all the years we've we've lived here, they're taking in about three parcels for us in, like, the years that we've lived here. And that's almost what we've taken for them a week. They never ask, they just do. Fair enough, Amazing. I like I like that. Right, it's come easy. on. Let's crack on. Yeah, so, who do you want to start with? Uh, I'll go with Colin first, because Colin's desperate to get on, because he's our newest edition, and he still hasn't been on it. <laughs> God people love might, People might think he's not even real. He might not be real. I don't know. I don't know anything after that Flat Earth episode. I'm the only one that can vouch for him. Him and Ryan, because I met both of them in real life. Oh, little Ryan. I'd love to stick my dick in his face. Little Ryan. Hello, little Ryan. I've got little trainees for me wedding because I think I'm a Jedi. 
There you go. Right. So Collins, top five sequels in five to one order. Number five, National Lampoon's European Vacation. I've got a confession to make. Never seen it. Shut up. In fact, I've never seen any of the National Lampoon films. Oh, the the first two definitely are worth their weight in gold. So Collins put vastly superior to the first film. I don't know how many times I've watched it. It makes me laugh every single time. I I will go and check it out. I'll go and check it out because I like Colin. um, And I like... (laughs) I like AC's cokehead Chevy Chase. I mean, the man's an absolute massive prick, but he was funny in the eighties. I'll give him well, that. Well, the first two of them, the, you've got to watch the first one to enjoy the second one. So it's it's so the first one's Vacation, yeah. and the second one's European Vacation. I'm sure you see boobies in that one. I think yeah. you do. Yeah, because it's, it's Europe. There's boobs everywhere. Um, I've seen. I've seen. I don't think I've seen it all the way through, but I've obviously seen quite a lot of Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's on every Christmas, strangely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, saw, I did on. see actually the remake that was just, I think it was just called Vacation a mm. couple of years ago with uh, Ed Helms and Christine Applegate. And that was that was pretty good. Yeah, but I like the fact that it was a sequel in every sense. Chevy Chase yeah. is in it. And, yeah. And so it's it was still in the same universe and stuff. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Right. His next one is number four. And I've seen this film. But I haven't seen this film since the 80s, and I haven't seen its predecessor since the 90s, so I've worked that out. Airplane 2. Right, I've never seen Airplane 2. And the reason for that is because I love Airplane 1 so much, and everyone that I know has said that Airplane 2 is a bit of a disappointment after the first one. Airplane 2, I think they fly the moon, if I remember rightly. I think you're right. I'm sure it's a um, like um, yeah, like a NASA spacecraft or whatever a shuttle. So he's put a joke toward the force. It's difficult to separate this in the first film, but it's just it. But this just edges it for them. Timeless, wow. stupid comedy. That wow, says, that says a lot about the man. I think he's unhinged. I think we need to kick him off the show. Mm, we'll see what his other films are. I, I, I mean, I said, like, I think the first airplane is just, I, I love that film. I love oh, that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I will, again, on, on recommendation, I will check out Airplane 2 because I like comedies. And if anybody is listening um, who wants to put a list together of all these films, we can try and watch them one crazy summer. Um, that was a good film. Um is number three is a shot Wait. in the dark. A shot in the dark. What's that? The second in the Pink Panther films. As good as the first film is, this manages to stomp all over it. Sellers at his sensational best. I've mm. got to be honest. I, I like the Pink Panther films were never for me. Um, I I. I like them because I'm supposed to like them. I can't remember ever watching one from start to finish. Right. Yeah, there were there were those kind of films that ITV would always shove on, like Bank Holiday Monday. And then, and that's that's about it. Yeah. Um, I never like 
people say Peter Sellers was like you know a, a, an amazing comic actor, and I've got no doubt he probably was. But um, yeah, I've just never really paid attention to him. So uh, maybe maybe I should go and rewatch those Pink Panther films, see if they are any good. I think I think what let me down was I, I think I did watch one once when I was quite young, and because it was the Pink Panther. And because he's in the title sequence, I'm expecting the Pink Panther to be in a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ain't. So no. I just watched the cartoons instead. Cartoons are classic. The uh, my my morning summer holiday youth was spent watching them. Do you remember the intro? I mean, I don't know if this was the original Pink Panther or not, but the intro that I remember was that um, he used to pull up in a in a car. It was like real life. Yeah, yeah. And all the characters run out of the car. Yeah. I am yeah. the rinky ding panther, the tinky ding panther. Yeah. Something like that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember the aardvark. He was he was one of them. Oh, the, yeah. And there did used to be another. No, was he not? Was he, he was an anteater, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was an anteater, sorry. Yeah. And there was another cartoon that used to be on it with a, a crane, or was he part with the anteater? Oh, mm, I can't remember the crane. It's making me want to watch Pink Panther now, bastard. Mm. I might right. go watch Batfink as well. Oh, not bad. Um, <laughs> number two, and I've seen this recently, and it's shit, Colin. Okay, it's dog shit. <laughs> uh, aliens. No, no, you, you are wrong. No, I'm not. You the are wrong. Alien films are shit. Now, I almost had aliens on my list. So I only recently, for its anniversary, like its 40th anniversary, I went and saw um, Alien. So I'd never seen it before, and it was on at the cinema. So I thought, I'm going to go and watch it. When I was younger, I watched Aliens and Alien 3. And I've not seen Aliens for a long time. But, I, like, the first Alien film is, is more kind of like a, a straight drama, kind of slight yeah. horror Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah, slow definitely. going, but Aliens is balls to the wall. It's exciting. It's got more interesting characters. It's got more interesting action. Well, it's, it's got action. Alien didn't have action really. Well, he's um, put the greatest action film of all time. Don't at me. I'm right and you are wrong. This is a man who doesn't like Rafa Benitez. He's obviously talking out of his ass. Uh, I think I mean Aliens is is very much regarded as one of the best sequels of all time. So I think you're, I think in this case you're in the minority, mate. Yeah, I I, I do agree. Um, genuinely, it's a it's a classic. I just didn't get it. Um, it just didn't sit right with me. It was the aliens. You could quite clearly see where men in black leotards with painted black melons stuck on their head chasing a load of college teenage those boys. Costumes, those costumes are much better than you're giving them credit for. And if right. you've, you've done the great movie ride, so you know how scary they can actually be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, right. Is number one, is a classic, and is potentially the greatest of all of the uh, Star Wars movies, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Easy first choice. The first three Star Wars films mean the world to me. They are a part of me. Star Wars is dead to me now after the joke that was The Last Jedi. This is not only a sequel better than the original, it's the greatest film ever made. High praise indeed. I think I'm going to get Colin on to um, pop to go through The Last Jedi. 
I think we need to have a debate about it because, I mean, on on first watch, I wasn't that impressed with the Last Jedi, but on uh, subsequent rewatches of it, I've really kind of come to really enjoy that film a lot. Um, and to give you an idea of like how much you know, like me, me and Colin, like uh, it's probably about four, five years between us. Yeah. Um. So I always kind of like looked up to him when I was younger. Because he's I always, like a foot and a half taller than you. That as well. Um, and, um, you know, we both kind of grew up in that age of like at Star Wars and the toys and the videos and all that kind of shit. And I remember when the Phantom Menace came out, he rushed out and bought all the toys. Like he was the first person I knew that had a Darth Maul. He had all like the, the three, seven, five inch, uh, figures, not all of them, but like, you know, main ones and stuff. And um, I'm sure he, I'm sure he had the the talking thing that they ca- that you could buy as well. Like with those figures, there was like a little chip or something with each figure, and you could it would give you like sound bites in the film. I'm sure okay. he had that as well. But yeah, so I know like I know how much he loves Star Wars, but I know how disgruntled he is with these new ones. Right. Well, come on, you get on then. Let's crack on. You do, um, Ryan. Oh, balls. Right. Then, I, then I'll do Stuart, then you do Luke, and then we'll do each other. Hello, Sailor. <laughs> Boo-boo, Jayla. And I know, I see we've got a couple of listener ones as well, so we'll do those after us. Yeah. So listeners keep the keep real. Right, so Ryan's list. Um, no explanations on these, but that's fine. It gives us something to talk about. Oh, excuse me. Oh, um, I know, it's the bud. Um, so his first one in his list, and I don't think this is in any particular order, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Now, I, to me, I don't think there's a better, better Indiana Jones than the first one. Um, I really like Temple of Doom because, um, but no, sorry, sorry. I really like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that is an absolute classic. Temple of Doom has some good bits in it, but it's also got that fucking willy in her in the in the film who just screams all the time and she's shit. Um and I think Spielberg is married to her, and that's why she got the role. But it adds short round and the mind sequence and Gadimar shut the A, Gadimar. So it, there's good bits in it. Oh, and monkey brains, don't forget monkey brains. Um but to me, Last Crusade <sighs> I I never really bought Sean Connery. Yeah, and I didn't. And is it a true sequel? Um, because well, it's the third one. Well, so is that funny, a sequel? Well, funny enough, it is. And I'll tell you why. Because Temple of Doom is actually a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, now you're messing with me, Ed. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, actually, Last Crusade does come up. That is the the second in the series chronologically. Well, it doesn't matter. Technicality, it's in on a technicality, Brian. You're on thin ice, lad. You're talking shit. I think, I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people, like, to me, we didn't specify if it had to be a direct sequel or not. Okay. So, you know, that that plays into it. So Ryan's second, which was also on my list, I might have to change one, I don't know yet, um, is Back to the Future Part 2. Classic. Now, Back to the Future Part 2 is my favourite. And the reason for that is because it was the first one I watched. I never saw Back to the Future 
until I saw two and three. <sighs> Do not ask me why, because I, I can't tell you. Um, but Back to the Future 2 was my favourite. And Back to the Future is clearly the best of the series. But Back to the Future 2, I think, just has you know it's, it's all that it's all the future stuff it's the nikes it's the pepsi cafe 80s it's definitely the, the future stuff isn't it especially now it's so relevant because we're basically living in that future yeah even though it's four years too late and we've still not got hoverboards yeah 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 you know so yeah um, it's it's right up there for me it's not in my top five mm. but crack on come on let's move through these Okay, so uh, the next one on Ryan's list is The Force Awakens. Is that a sequel? Well, I mean, I mean, it's part of a series, isn't it? I suppose. Um, a lot of I, cheating going on in here. Yeah, I mean, I I really like The Force Awakens, but it is, on reflection, essentially, you know, A New Hope remastered. Um it's, it, that's not to say it's not a good film, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put it up that high. I don't think. No, um, talking shit, right? <laughs> Endgame, <sighs> Avengers Endgame. Now, like you know, if we're just talking about, uh, it, it, um, and I, I think I'm going to cheat as well in some of my ones as well. It, you know, it's a sequel to Avengers in a way. It's just not the direct sequel, but it's still a sequel. I mean, we don't, you know, we can't do like movie threequels or something, can we? And no, this is a technical. They're fucking Ryan. You, you read the fucking the, the script, lad. But, but I mean, what I will say is that Endgame probably would have been in my list. The only reason it's not is it's it's so new. But in terms of, as we've mentioned in other podcasts, in terms of being able to wrap up a film series of twenty-one films so well and pay tribute to them. You know, it, it's almost a masterpiece. It's not a perfect film, but in, in what it actually achieves and how it does it, it's bloody brilliant. So I get that. But he ends his list with an actual direct sequel, The Dark Knight. Classic. Overrated as hell. Oh. I really, really do not care for... Do you think it's got his rating because he's dead now? Um, I think it... See, I I quite like Batman Begins, but I think the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are both pretty poor. I mean, Dark Knight Rises is abs- is an absolute turd. Oh, um, I love it. What Dark Knight Rises? I love all them them three. I love that trilogy. Uh, the only thing that the only thing that's good about Dark Knight Rises is it gave us Bane. There's, um, there's no superheroes in that in that universe. They're no, just, they're just all people who like who are wearing. Lycra and leotards knocking fuck out of each other. Yeah, and I mean, I I get what Chris Nolan was doing because he doesn't like comic books, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't care for him. Christian Bale's all right. Michael Caine's obviously good. Um, you were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Uh, what's his What's his What's his name? Uh, Lucius Fox. Um, Morgan Freeman. Um, he's good. Um, but I just don't really care for them. They're not my kind of films. They're all style over substance. Um, I hate them. Like I hate Chris Nolan's films with the bass. It's so fucking loud. It's just, yeah, I'm just yeah. Um, 
And, and oh. yeah, like if you didn't have if you didn't have Heath Ledger in it, um, if Heath Ledger wasn't in it, then it would just be awful. Yeah, I yeah, I he makes the, that film. Yeah, he de- his death makes that film. His real life death, unfortunately, makes that film. Yeah, I still love it though, but I totally agree with that point. Right, let's crack on and get through these because I want to talk about ours because. We were the only ones who could be fucking bothered to turn up, you lazy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Stuart has started with his number five, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me from 1999. You know what? He, he's uh, That's a great shout. Yeah. I loved the first Austin Powers, but it wasn't really... It was a bit of a flop at the cinema. So everyone was a bit surprised it got a sequel because it was only because it did so well on video. Yeah. Kids, look it up because you won't know what a video is. Um, and I went opening weekend to see Spy Who Shagged Me. I was really looking forward to it. It's getting really hyped for it. And seeing a film like that in a packed cinema, oh, I, I, it was such a great experience. I still remember it now. And uh, yeah, I, I think that whole series is pretty good. But Spy Who Shagged Me is the best. There's only three, isn't there? And aren't they yeah. doing a fourth? Uh, there's been rumours for a long time. Mike Myers is is teasing it again. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be quite happy to see it back, to be honest. It's been enough time. Uh, yeah, because he could be in the 70s now. Or yeah. the 80s even. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because yep. he was always freezing himself, wasn't he, and all that palaver. There was a bit of there was a bit of the 70s, if I remember rightly, in the third one. Oh, but... was there? Yeah, but even so, like even even now, he's still a man out of time. So even if it's yeah. set in modern day, it would still be it could still be uh, jokes. So yeah. Okay, number four, the Born Supremacy, two thousand and four. Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with that either. Um, the Born, um, the Born Identity is quite a good film, but the Born Ultimatum, uh, so. Well, actually, yeah, but Born Ultimatum and Supremacy are both far superior films. So, I, I think we've only seen the first one. So, there's another set of films I've got to try and watch. Uh, is number three is oh, it's in mine. Absolute classic. I remember going to pictures at midnight to see this with the box of toys. Um, Terminator Two: Judgment Day, 1991. Yep. I was 18, 17, 18. What an absolute blinding film. Absolutely blinding. That's all I'm going to say on it, because it is. Uh, number two, Toy Story 3. Oh, fuck. That's in my list as well. Yeah, but he's he's like the most anti-Disney person on the fucking planet. And he's picking Toy Story 3 as his number two. Fucking brilliant. We'll talk more about it later, Cam. <laughs> um, his number one. Rocky is my all-time favourite movie franchise, and I can't decide between Rocky 3, strangely, 1982, or Creed. If he says 5, oh, okay. Creed, I, 2015. Creed's, Creed's, not, Creed's not acceptable. I don't think Creed's... I think Rocky um, is a far better film. Not Rocky 1. Rocky Bilbao? Bil, Bilbao? Rocky Bilbao? Bilbao? Yeah. The one where there's, where uh, Adrian's dead and he's an old man and you know right. So the thing is, you can't have Creed because Creed is a new series of films. Yes, it's I set do. in the I... same universe, but yes, 
it's like saying like Millennium was the same as the X Files. No, same universe, different shows. Um, so you can have you can have Rocky Three if you want. Um, I do you know what? I've only ever seen Rocky One, Three, Four, Balboa. I've seen yeah. bits of two and five and five. Five well, dog shit. Rocky four was nineteen eighty four ish off the top of my head. Eighty six, I think. No, I don't think it was because I was in the juniors. So or or I can remember talking about it in the juniors. Rocky Rocky three came out in eighty three. And they must have been we must have been talking about it then. Um, because the rumour was that Drago was going to be a Russian robot and Rocky punches him so hard as Ed falls off. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Didn't so, happen. I would say Rocky 2 out of all of them if I had to pick. Okay. Because that's it. Oh, what a film. But, oh yeah, I don't know. So, oh, I loved, I loved them all. I used to have the box set of the, the first five, but it's, yeah. uh, it's in that place I can't go. So, never mind. It's, it was burned about five years ago in Probably. the back garden. Probably. Right, go on, you do the Luke's, is it? No, who, who else has submitted? Washington. Oh, where's the lobby artsy farty? Laurel they, and Hardy. They fucking aren't. Washington. Oh, they'll all be superhero films. Exactly. So his first one in the list is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Brilliant. Yeah. Stunning. I mean, yeah. Uh, Batman Returns. Oh, okay. I mean, that's wrong. Yeah, I'm just no. saying that. I was like, it, it's a sh- like so. So, um, me and my wife are going to see John Wick three on uh, on Saturday, and uh, that was the plan. And then I saw they're doing a double bill of Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, but she's she's picked John Wick over seeing Batman and Batman Returns on the big screen. I, I will, well, what I'll say is Batman Returns is in my top five. Interesting. I, I love no, that. No, 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 say, say, say no more. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that more in depth. Say um, no more. Uh, he's, he's put Back to the Future 3, which we've already established is, is wrong. It's the weakest of the Back to the Future series. Mm, yeah, but it's still a classic. Mm, it's not a classic. I wanted Back to the Future 4. Mm. I would have um, loved to have seen something, something else, but... Mm. Um, and his his final two are Spider Man Two, which is in my list. Wanker. Spider Man Spider Man Two is still the Green Goblin, isn't it? Doc Ock. Doc Ock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, the last one is uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, mm. which is a straight sequel, so it's it's definitely allowed. Um, yeah, Winter Soldier almost made my list. What I will say yeah, about them, what was I listening to? I was li- I was listening to um, Diz After Dark, uh, cracking episode that you put out today, yeah. uh, dating today's episode, or, uh, Time Vortex, um, and somebody on there said, on a second watch, one of the uh, Marvel films doesn't stand up, maybe Endgame even, on a second um, watch. Was it Ryan? No, it was... Oh, no, I think it was me. no. I know somebody said it, but I, I, I was nodding in agreement. I haven't seen Endgame twice yet, but quite often with these Marvel films, you are full of the euphoria, 
of watching it coming out the cinema. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say, whether it was said about Endgame or not, I will say, having seen it twice, I still really enjoyed it the second time. But you, like you, when you see a film for the first time, it's all that expectation, um, what's going to happen, and it blows you away. And it didn't have the... I mean, I still got emotional watching it, but it didn't have the, the exact same emotional impact that it did the first watch. And it's the same with like Infinity War and quite a few films like that in that yeah. they don't they don't get you in the feels as much the, the, the following times. But it's such a big event film, we let it off. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so are we doing... Are we going to turn a piece now? I thought you were doing Stuart's. I oh, know we've done Stuart's, haven't we? We've done Stuart's, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, turn a piece. So go on, crack on. So my number five yep. is Gremlins 2. And oh, Batch. you absolute fucker. <laughs> I cannot believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, it's going to save time. True, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, we, I, I, Funny enough, actually, I'm not seeing a new batch for a while. Not all the way through. I caught about the last half of it um, a few months ago. But we rewatched the other Christmas. I got. I convinced my wife to rewatch my wife to rewatch uh, Gremlins, classic. Because she was always scared of it as a kid. Um, and watching it back, it's not as good as you think it is. Uh, well, I watched it recently, and I had forgotten it was a Christmas film. Well, that's why we watched it because it was a yeah, Christmas yeah. Film. yeah. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I j- just watching it back, it, it wasn't as good as I remembered it. But uh, new batch, I think it was a lot crazier. Um, they went a lot more overboard with everything. It was far, far more yeah. over the top than the first one was, and I, I think I, it made I, it better. I've told my story about this one. Uh, we are in the pictures. It was a ye oldie picture shop house. It's gone now uh, where the fella used to give me granddad all the tickets for change out of the news agent. So my granddad used to give me the tickets and me and my mates used to go to the cinema for free for months at a time. And we're in the cinema watching this. And you know the scene, is it Hulk Hogan? Yep. They did two versions of it. There's a version for video where it's a video screen, goes flick, 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 flick. Uh, But this was in the cinema. (coughs) So the screen goes off. Something happened. I can't remember, actually. It's a while since I've seen it. But The, um, The script is basically like a screen burn. Yeah, and there was a fella, I remember the staff standing at the back, and we know that because we were sitting next to him, basically adjacent to him, uh, on the back rows type of thing because we were scallies, and he ran out of the cinema because he thought it had burned. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So go on, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is uh, King Kong Lives, uh, well, a sequel to... <laughs> The 1986 classic. <laughs> um, I just said that as a joke. Obviously, it's not. But I'm sure one day we'll review it on After Dark at the Movies. Um, so I uh, picked a film from the Mission Impossible franchise because I love that franchise so much. And it's one of the rare exceptions where it got better the more it went on along. And I've gone for the last version, last edition of Mission Impossible so far, which is Mission Impossible Fallout. Only it just um, got slightly ahead of Rogue Nation because um, Henry Cavill is so good in it and his tash is incredible. Um, but 
the last two Mission Impossible films are just absolutely How many phenomenal. has there been now? Six. Oh, you see, I think Crimea was that number two. It was, just called, it was just called Mission Impossible 2. No, it's got the chip in the head and it's some secret um, vaccine or something that's going to kill everyone and, and the uh, explodes. That's, that's three, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. The the second one, I can't remember I can't remember the story of the second one, but that was the one where he was like riding motorbikes and yeah. Limp Biscuit and John Woo doves and all that kind of bullshit. Um, it's, it's all right, but like looking back, it was very much of the time. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that series is, is fantastic. And if you haven't seen Rogue Nation or if you haven't seen Fallout, like make those the next two films you watch. You will not be disappointed. They they are just so good. Okay, so my number four is Batman Returns, which we've already talked about briefly. But again, I went with the boys to see this uh, on a midnight. At the newly opened showcase cinema, I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure this came out at the very same time, roughly, as Terminator 2. Uh, uh, it was like the next summer. Yeah. So, like, Terminator 2 was 91, Batman Returns was 92. Yeah. So, it was in that time zone. Um, again, midnight show and, and all that. Absolutely buzzing watching it. I just remember loving everything about it. And then Batman 3, it just went to dog shit. I can't even remember what that one is. Is that Jim ba- Carrey? Yeah, Batman Forever. I See, I, I really like Batman Forever because it had the kind of... It still had a little bit of the kind of gothic look of Tim Burton's Batman, but with a bit of that added 60s Adam West Batman. Yeah, like the Camnis kind of came in. It was a nice crossover. Batman and Robin <laughs> is one of the only films I wanted to walk out of at the cinema because it's so four? shit. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah that's the one that with George Clooney, Mister Fre- Freezing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's got that. It's got the Batman credit card, Batman nipples. Like it's just a shit film. Uh, I, you know, I know why people hate Batman and Forever, but I actually there are uh, enough elements of it for me to make it like fairly decent, but. I mean, those first two Tim Burton Batman films are something special. Um, I think everyone fancied Michelle Pfeiffer. She was my first crush um, as Catwoman. Yeah, definitely. Just, right. just amazing. Go on, you're number four. Um, so I went for Star Wars, um, but I didn't go for the obvious choice, which is Empire Strikes Back, because everyone goes for that. Um, mine is Return of the Jedi. Empire Strikes Back is obviously the better film. I, I, I get that. But Return of the Jedi... Ewoks, speeder bikes, yeah, yeah, Palpatine, yeah. Uh, second Death Star. Just it, 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 when when I watched that as a kid, that was that was everything. Empire was a bit too dark and a bit too long. Um, Return of the Jedi probably is the same length, but didn't feel like that. Well, well, that that's my Star Wars the same because the other two really I was oblivious to. But again, was that eighty three? Yes. Yeah. So. We went and seen all three of them films in a big back-to-back extravaganza. I can remember sitting in the back of me, in the boot of my uncle's Capri, taking in butties and flasks and everything like that, and sitting there and watching all three films back-to-back. I remember having the sticker book for that. They were the action figures I had. I was a little Mm -hmm. bit too old for action figures. I was 10, you know what I mean? So I'm just about to grow out of them. I've I've still got one of the... 
action figures. One of them little Jowers. Yep. Um, I've got Princess Leia who, with the bounty hunter suit on, but at some yep. point I dipped her into a green amorite paint, so she's green. Yep, cool. Why not? Yep. So she, I haven't got the helmet for her, but she's out there. She's in the house somewhere still. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. I agree with that. I love it. Yeah. But it's a film I haven't seen for got to be twenty years. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna start soon watching the entire series. Um, we're gonna do um, a film every every few weeks to lead up to um, Rise of Skywalker. Are you on a podcast about it? Um, probably not. Actually, it's gonna be me and my wife. Um, That's a podcast I listen to. Possibly my daughter. I don't know. You might do. See, my wife. My wife has never really. She used to. Um, watched the Star Wars films because they were were like a dad's favourite. But she said to me, like, she's never really watched them all properly. So we've been going to cinema to see the, the you know, the, the new trilogy together. Um, I think partly because she knew how much it meant to her dad and it was one of the last things we, me and him, did together um, before he got really ill, was talking about you going to see the, the three back-to-back. We saw the six back-to-back. Oh, it was my the, God. It was the premiere of um, Revenge of the Sith. And it was a, obviously the first time they could ever do it, um, like the whole marathon. And it started at 7 o'clock in the morning, Leicester Square. There was only uh, about, well, it was, it was as many seats as cinema had. So I think it was about um, like four or 500 seats. And it cost 50 quid for the ticket. And you saw all the films... And then you saw the world premiere of Revenge of the Sith. And um, Simon Pegg was in the screening. Nick Frost was in there. Um, And um, the whole day was amazing. Started at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, And then, yeah, led up to Revenge of the Sith. And it was just amazing. And something I'll never forget. They put a lot of stuff on around Leicester Square as well. It was a big, big event. Um... Yeah, just, does, just awesome. Does the formation of Darth Vader stand up the test of time? I still think it's extremely well done. I still love... No! I mean, that's the worst bit of the Revenge of the Sith, I think. Um, but I it, think it's it, awful. It's so it's such a such a small little lie for Palpatine just to, to turn the last little screw in Darth Vader. Yeah. You've got nothing to live for. You killed your wife. You're a nasty bastard. You know, yeah. fucking brilliant. Okay, yeah. so my number three is, it's already been out, is Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. So, again, timeless, unbelievable. Arnie at his peak, absolute peak. Everything about the film just works. The computer graphics, remember the computer graphics were out of this world. Do you know what I mean? It was... Well, look, I mean, I... So what I would say, first of all, is that unlike most of the films that we're talking about, I think Terminator 2 is a far, far superior film to Terminator. Yes. I mean, they're completely different. Yes. Um, you know, they're not... You know, there, there is a big distinction between them, but... They're both, they're both of their time, no, you know... Terminator is such an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, I went to, they re released Terminator 2 in 3D about 
two years ago, I think. And I went to see it at the cinema. And I mean, first of all, incredible conversion. Like it really, it's a film that could have or should have come out in 3D. Like it works so well. Um, but more importantly, the effects really held up. Yeah. Really did. Grads, what's your number three then? My number three would have been Gremlins, so we'll skip over that because we've already Boom. talked about it. Gremlins 2. Okay. My number two is Rambo. What, First Blood Part 2? First Blood Part 2. Yes. Never got into the Rambo films. It, I, we got into this uh, because we could get it out on the video shop um, before First Blood. So we would watch Rambo. And you've got to remember as well, there was the Rambo video game, which you could play, uh, which was just a, I think it was a top to bottom shoot them up basically as you're walking up the screen, shooting things in the jungle and that. Yeah. But So you had, you could watch the film and then you could play the game. So I loved Rambo. I, again, I haven't seen it in maybe 20 years Rambo 3 I haven't seen that's the Russians isn't it no isn't that um, (laughs) Afghanistan is it yeah but isn't he fighting the Russians in Afghanistan oh I don't know because Russia were involved in all that palaver back then Um, and then we we watched it uh, in work one night while we were all spare going but when he, he brought the last Rambo film out where he goes into I think he was in Vietnam again. Yeah. And he's shooting people. They're running across the field and he's shooting people with this gun. Bah, 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 and their limbs are just flying off. He's chopping people in half with his gun gun. Bah, 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 bah. Absolutely cracking, but whatever. So that's my number two. You know there's a fifth one coming out this year. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't don't do it. It's too late. It's made. Do you know what? Do you know what films I forgot? Go on. The one that he, the, all them ones that he's made with all the other baddies from all. Oh, the uh, Expendables. Classic films, then, mate. Mm, I like the first one. Classic. Go on. I like, I like anything to tell you, cruising. Um, so my number two is Tron Legacy. Um, yes. Obviously, I talk loads about that film, but. You know, it was a sequel to a film that was 28 years old. It's one of the big. It's not the biggest. Uh, Mary Poppins has far surpassed that, um, but it's one of the the biggest gaps between the original and sequel. Um, it's by no means uh, a perfect film, absolutely not. But it ticks all the boxes visually. It's a stunning looking film, um, and it's a film that I've watched so many times in a short. You know, it's only been out. Uh, nine years um, and I've lost count how many times I've watched it love that film so much, love the soundtrack um, yeah it's, you know, Tron was a big film for me when I was a kid I loved light cycles and stuff um, so a sequel was was well received by me and uh, I'm only gutted there's not going to be a third one there anytime might be soon. Anytime I, think soon. There will be. I think there will be and I think it'll be on Disney Plus yeah, I think you're probably right Um they're not they're not investing all this money putting a, a ride based on it in all the parks around the world without there being a third film. Mm. 
I agree. They, they, they must do something with it. I think so. So, my number one is Die Hard 2. Oh, really? Oh, mate. Right. So, Steve, across the, the garden, um, passed me a video, and the video was still in my loft. He had taped it off Sky Movies for me and passed it over the wall and said, watch this. And it absolutely blew me away. The the, the way, the, the, the ridiculousness of it, that, you know, he's jumping on airplanes, he's severing the fuel, like the fuel's gushing out, he's fucking lighting all the fire and... And landing all the planes, all one after each other, all within seconds of each other, just it just burnt me head out. You can't improve on Die Hard One unless you make Die Hard Two, because it had to be bigger, it had to be better. Just just the airport where the you know there's the shooting the glass and everything. It just oh. the only thing I remember about the Die bluff, Hard Two, the double bluff, all the soldiers were in on it. Spoilers. <laughs> The only thing I remember about Die Hard 2 was the um, the ejector seat. Classic. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I'd have been all over if you'd have said that. Um, Die Hard 2, I haven't watched it in about 20 years. Didn't think it was very good then. But the first Die Hard's amazing, and Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think, is uh, really good as well. Go on then, drum roll. What's your number one? <laughs> Toy Story 3. Toy Story 2 is a good sequel. Toy Story 3 is just something else. I had to think about Toy Story 2 then. And that's Al's toy barn. Yep. So I'd forgot about that. Toy Story 3 is obviously when um, they go to daycare and stuff. Um, I just think, uh, you know, it was a film that I don't think anyone particularly was looking you know, it was really like gagging for. Um, I, I was looking forward to seeing it when I knew it was coming out, but I don't think anyone was really like, oh, there better be a Toy Story 3. Um, but I think it's just a great uh, th- threequel, um, if that's a term. Um, and even now, and I've watched it quite a lot because obviously having kids and stuff, uh, even now the end gets me. Yeah, I've seen it an awful lot as well, just the same kids and all that. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, I don't know. I, I thought I think I love it because you're supposed to love it because you're a bit of a Disney nerd. Um, Toy Story 4 did not need making. That was originally a love letter from John Lasseter to his wife. I doubt very much Spoonie or Forky or whatever his fucking name is. Sporky is a love letter to his wife anymore. No, the the Bo Peep. It was Bo Peep that was supposed to be that. Oh well, that's been fucking rewritten then, hasn't it? No, I don't think so. Because the the whole the film was supposed to be about them going out to try and find out what happened to her, and that still seems to be kind of what happened. So, no, I don't know how much of the script's changed since it was originally like proposed. Do you think he'll be his uh, name will still be on it somewhere at the bottom? Um, it wasn't on. Oh, what was the last one that came out? Wreck It Ralph Two. I'm sure his name wasn't on that one. 
Maybe it was. I can't remember. While well, since I've seen it, I've got no desire to rewatch it again anytime soon. That film's that film's dated already. It's only six months old. Yeah, and I've I've watched it once, and I've got I can't remember what happened in it. I can remember a, what happens. A lot of just, ridiculousness. Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times because the kids have watched it and it's been on. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what it is. Cause I, I saw some adverts for it today on the telly. Um, why I, I think it's far inferior as a sequel is because Wreck-It Ralph was all about video games, video game characters, and it had a lot of references, but not too many. This one, it's full of stuff like... Um, eBay and which you know yeah. probably will still be around in a, in a while, but there's a lot of brands in that film which probably won't be there tomorrow, let alone in ten years' time. So it feels very dated. There's bits in Wreck It Ralph too, which are great, like the bit with the princesses and stuff. But they should have focused more on that side of stuff and less on like famous brands now. That's where I think they've gone wrong. But hey ho. Right, uh, I've got Simon Isbell's here from Facebook. You all right? I'll do pulls after them. So he's gone with Halloween 2. Okay. Which, as a, a movie, it is phenomenal. It literally carries on straight from Halloween 1. Okay. Which, which I love. Have you, mm-hmm. have, you, have you seen the Halloween films? I've only seen Halloween and oh. uh, the latest what, like the the like kind of not reboot but the yeah 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 no it, it's a really good film Halloween three uh, is another story um, Terminator two Judgment Day which we've talked about now this one next Friday don't know what that is mate so Friday was a a ninety five comedy yeah with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube and next Friday was a sequel to that. Is, I've not did, seen any any of the Friday films. Did they make a last Friday? Yeah. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it might have been called Friday After Next. Oh, right, okay. Or something, but yeah, there was it was, it was a it, there was at least three films in that series, but I've I've never watched any of them. Then uh, he's gone with number two, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the obvious choice for Star Wars fan, really. Yeah, and then um, Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, as is number one. So yep. that's a good solid list. Uh, Paul Brills, um, Paul, or Paul Boss, as I call him. <laughs> he um, he's got Superman two. Classic. Now, I've got to be honest. Like I, I, I never really felt the Superman films. The one that I've probably seen more than any other is Superman four: The Quest for Peace, which is absolutely awful, and is only funny because it was filmed in Milton Keynes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so in fact, I think I took some pictures of it, of where they filmed some bits from Metropolis last time I was in Milton Keynes. Nice. Um, but yeah, Superman 2, like, it, people like rate the film, but um, I, I can't speak for it because um, I've never seen it. Um, for Back to the Future Part 2, so again, uh, he chose the correct one. Yeah. Uh, number three, Good Man, Tron Legacy. Top man. Uh, number two, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And his number one is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. That is a good, solid number one, though. Again, just like um, just like we were saying earlier, Star Trek The Motion Picture is is not a very good film. 
but Rafif Khan was uh, a vast improvement. I'm not I'm not a, a really a Star Trek fan of the film or the series. Like Next Generation was my Star Trek. Um, well, apparently, there's a Deep Space Nine episode. I listen. I, I can't even what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, another podcast, obviously, but they talk about there's some sort of time travel involved in it, and they used actual footage from the original '60s Star Trek. Yeah, I think I'm sure the episode is called the uh, the trouble with trib uh, tribbles tibbles. It was whatever those furry, furry little furry creatures were that were in that episode of Star Trek. So I would love to go to Deep Space Nine and just because I did I wasn't a fan of Deep Space Nine, but I'd love to see that one episode. I um I liked. I said I watched Next Generation and I watched um, about the first two seasons or so of Deep Space Nine and I kind of got a bit bored. And I dipped into Voyager for a bit and then jumped out of that about two seasons in. Um, never watched Enterprise. I, 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 I like the, first, the the new reboot Star Trek film, but I've not gone back and watched uh, Beyond or um, How many of them must have been? Three. three. Yeah. So we've only seen number one, I think. Yeah, I have. I didn't see uh, Into Darkness. I think was the second one, and the uh, third one was I think Star Trek Beyond. My my sister in law is a massive Trekkie, and she likes she likes all the all the new films actually. But she said that uh, the third one is is better than the second one. What does she think of the Netflix series? Um, she hadn't finished watching it last time I spoke to her. She like found it a bit of a challenge. Not yeah. like not. In, you know, she's quite smart. Not not in that in that capacity. Just in enjoyment wise, uh, I don't think she was feeling it. Yeah, I, I I watched maybe two or three episodes. I've trying really hard to love it. Mm. Um, I mean, and because I've got so much stuff on Netflix to catch up on, I've just now caught up on Orange Is the New Black. Um, I've now moved over to Better Call Saul, and then I'm doing Ozark. And mm-hmm. then I might look at Star Trek. I gave up seven episodes into Ozark. Oh, Ozark's amazing, mate. Mm. Series one is fantastic. The climax to it is absolutely fantastic. Mm, I might go back and start watching it again then. Mm, it's well worth a deep dive. I mean, that that should be... We should do an episode um, later on in the year of um, Netflix shows or something. Yeah, yeah. Going back to Star Trek, though, um, I'm more excited about Picard. Yes. So tell me, what is this? It, it's a series about Jean-Luc Picard. So Patrick this is, Stewart's coming back. Is this just on streaming or is it? So in in America, the, uh, well, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but whatever the Star Trek show is that's on Netflix over here yeah. is on um, a streaming service called CBS All Access. Right. So the, the American network, CBS, which is where Star Trek has always been because it's a Paramount-owned channel, set up a streaming like side channel, and um, that was its first big show, was, was the Star Trek one. Um, and in fact, that's where Twilight Zone is as well in America. Right, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, they obviously sold the rights internationally, and that's where Picard's going to be, but in uh, the UK... Well, anywhere outside of America, actually, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh! So if you want to be, if you're, if you want to watch all the Star Trek shows, you uh, and you don't live in America, you now need to have Netflix and Amazon Prime. 
Well, do you know what? If Amazon Prime is a cracking product, if you use, if you get a lot of deliveries off Amazon, basically, yeah, because you get all the free deliveries, then you get all this television content. We don't use Amazon Prime at all. I'm looking forward to the Lord of the Rings TV show, um, but you get all the Amazon Music thrown in as well. Not the full Amazon Music. No, but, you get the you get the basic, which is still pretty the, good. Oh, I yeah. yeah. If, you know, for considering you get your money's worth from your parcel deliveries alone. Yeah, I um, what was I going to say? Um, on Amazon Prime, there's there's a few good films on there. They've just put a few good films on there that I'm I'm I've added to my watch list to watch. Um, but they've got a few good original series on there. I've just um binge watched The Tick. Yeah, again, I tried to get into that. Well, I, I will say this because I'm a big fan. Like, I I loved the cartoon when I was a kid or a teenager, really. It was like mid 90s that started. Um, but it was like a, a good superhero spoof of what was going on at the time. Yeah. It was ahead of its time, really. The cartoon was great. Then they did a live action version for a couple of years, which starred um, the, cap- the flight captain from uh, Soaring. You know the you know the the guide yeah, in, yeah. on the video. He played he played him in the live action version, um, and now they've done this this new one with uh, Liverpool's favourite uh, character actor, Who? Peter Soanevich. Is he a scouser? Yeah. Well, I never. I need oh, to look yeah. at him again. Um, but that that show was um, that was a contest put out to the Amazon Prime subscribers, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. And they did uh, what's it called? Where do you do a, a, an episode zero, basically? A pilot. A pilot, yeah, that's yeah. it. You did uh, several pilots and then people voted. Yeah, I did it for a couple of years, but they've stopped doing it now um, yeah. for whatever I, reason. But I think they probably just make everything now. Yeah, I think they do. Um, but what I will say is I struggled with the first series of The Tick, uh, even as a fan. I was like, mm, I'm not sure. The second series of The Tick, brilliant. I'd actually like just advise people to just skip right to the, to the start of the second series. To be honest, mm. the first season dragged quite a bit, but the well, second well, series was really good. If you fall in love with season two, then you might go back and watch season one. That might be an option. Um, yeah. I mean, we've done all the movies, sequel movies, blah blah blah. Fantastic topic. Yeah, uh, I hope people are going to take them and some different, some wide variety. Have you been? I mean, by the time this episode comes out, Game of Thrones will have finished. You're not a Game of Thrones person at all, are you? No, the my wife has been watching it. Um, she's said it's it's not been a good season, but oh. the last, the penultimate episode of the season, uh, she really rated. Why? So, why does she say it hasn't been a good season? Because she hasn't enjoyed it. She just said it's been pretty boring. Oh, you see. To me, every episode has gone up a notch from the last episode because don't forget, this is it; it's finished. Mm. So, uh, you've got to tie up everything. So there's been there's been no waffle. There's been no um, walking from village to village for three episodes type of episodes. Basically, they've basically got to where they need to go very quickly, and the shit goes down very quickly. So that's why I've absolutely loved the. She's this... not alone though. Like a lot of people. Oh, have they? Yeah, a lot of people that I know that watch it have, have said similar. Um, and general consensus, even if you look on Twitter or, or Facebook, is that 
Um, it's been quite a, a slog. No, I, it hasn't been a slog for me at all. Mm. Um, the Battle of Winterfell was absolutely phenomenal. It, it, I had to watch it on my iPhone with the colour oh, turned, the, the light turned full on because, well, I wanted to watch it in the daylight and it was too light. It was genuinely too light on the telly. Um, so it needs to be watched again in the dark, do you know what I mean? But what mm. an absolute... That was like an hour and a half of carnage. I, I, um, I asked about that because, I mean, obviously that came out... That was days after Endgame came out. And so I said to her, go on, what was better, like Winterfell or uh, Endgame? She was like, oh, Endgame. Winterfell was... Bleh, bleh. Yeah, yeah, maybe, she wasn't really maybe impressed. It was, maybe it was too dark, I don't know, but... Mm. It'll be interesting to find out, and we we obviously can't spoil it because we don't know um, what how it ended. No, only only four days left. Yeah, mm. well, it's a weird time vortex this episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. Should we wind it up? Yeah, I think so. That's enough content for this month. Oh yeah. So have a lovely um, summer, guys. Uh, hopefully, there's going to be more um, conspiracy chronicles with the flat earther. Um, he's got some theories. It, it, the, the thing with conspiracies, right, is they can't all be true. We might be on a flat earth, right? We might be. We're not. <laughs> We're just not. But we might be. But then JFK, um, uh, the the superstars who die and come back as other superstars, all these things can't all be happening at once. They just can't all be happening at once, can they? Is his name Fred? Um, Fred the conspiracy guy. Flat Fred. Flat Fred, yeah. You can put him in an envelope, yeah. <laughs> Post him on holiday. Post him to New Zealand, import yep. tax. I'm not paying now. <laughs> Flat Fred's dead. Right, go ahead then. You can say it. Cue the music.
Smiling on the other side Smiling on the other side Smiling on the other side Smiling on the other Network.